0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Freedom Falls Podcast, the only podcast in the world that promotes free living and happy thinking. What is going on, guys? Nick here again with another episode of the Freedom Falls Podcast on this beautiful Saturday morning once again. Glad you guys could join me for uh, this week's episode, and uh, we're going to have a fun time and hope you can enjoy You know, I've been thinking, I've been wanting to get back into film, like, uh, you know, like camera film, because, you know, I'm real big into photography, but I use, I currently use a mirrorless Canon 5D Mark II, you know, it's just a digital camera that uh, has an SD card and stuff, and that's what I usually take pictures, my first camera was a Canon Canon no, I was about to say T3i, but my first camera was a Canon 60D, not the not the real fancy 6D, but like the 60D, you know, like the $300 one. Um, that one did me good for a long time, and then I, you know, after I got a little bit more money, I was like, hey, you know what, we need to go mirrorless. So I've been rocking with that for a while, but in the past, like, couple years, um, My dad actually recovered his Canon AE-1. I guess that's like the 80s or 90s uh, Canon model. Really cool. And he was like, hey, you know, if you want to take some pictures, here you go. So I'm like, sweet. You know, the AE-1 runs on actual film. So it's color, uh, but it's ran on like 35 millimeter film. And it is awesome. It's awesome. I love it. There is a uh, photography place that I can go get the film made, and uh, you know I take take my captured film, and they can produce it into physical copies or digital copies. It's really interesting because it's a lot. It's a lot more like bare bones when it comes to photography than digital. But you know I still love digital just as much. But I haven't been taking as much film recently because you know, sometimes I usually take it on like trips or when I'm hanging out with all my friends and it's usually like, uh, you know, another alternative to like a disposable camera in that way. So, you know, I love taking it to all these places I go and all the people I see, but, you know, I haven't really been doing that much, uh, you know, in the past year. So I really haven't had a need to use it. Um, and more of the photography stuff that I really shoot is automotive and real estate and stuff. So, you know, I, I, uh, I use my just digital camera for that. So, you know, I haven't, haven't really found a use for my, my little Canon 81, but I've been wanting to, I don't know. I miss shooting on it. I really miss shooting on it. I've got a few, uh, produced copies. I have from my trip to South Dakota. I did like, what was it last summer? And I get, Oh man, those came out awesome. Apparently you're not supposed to open up, uh, film, whenever it's real bright out i guess it's supposed to be pretty dark and i made the mistake before i knew that and i accidentally opened uh i accidentally opened the film up uh when it was like really really bright out so like half of the pictures aren't really that good looking but like it's kind of weird it kind of destroyed them in a way of like it looks cool like i got a few pictures hanging on my bulletin board That are supposedly sun damaged from me doing that, but like it, it, uh, it gave like this purplish tint, purplish green tint on some of them, and it looks really sick. So I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that the sun ruined it, or, you know, I ruined it, but I mean, hey, it turned out really cool, and, uh, we're just gonna keep rocking with it and try not to make that mistake again. Yeah. So besides that, I uh, just got home from college. AKA community college. I'm not going to a university yet, but I just got out of uh, my humanities class and humanities is kind of like a history class in a way. I mean, it literally is kind of a history class because I'm taking civil war to present history right now, but I'm also taking the humanities class. And I mean, they're literally talking about almost the exact same thing, like talking about the exact same topics when it comes to the depression and all that But one really interesting thing about my humanities class, which thank goodness it's in person because my other two classes were online Well, my history class is still online. But, um, you know, all the other classes I've had online, they're just not fun at all. You know, you really get the the immersion experience of learning and being in a classroom when it's in person. I hate that we've gone to online for some reason, just because we're scared of the virus, even though that masks were supposed to protect us. Hey, we still gotta go home, right? Anyway, uh, we're talking about a lot of the stuff going on in World War II right now, and you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people really know what actually went down in Germany and across the seas and all that, and especially what happened in like Holocaust and all that usually a lot of people don't think it's that interesting you know hey it's part of our history move on from it but i'm sitting here listening to my teacher talk about this and i'm like wow this is pretty messed up and i think a lot of other people should know this just so they can you know get a time you know get a sense of reality on how bad things can be compared to compared to what uh our situation's like now because you know i hear a lot of people complaining about this and that like Oh, you know, I wish I had a nicer car, or like you know that's that's silly that like there should be fast wi fi no matter where you are in the country, or you know like construction takes too long, they need to finish construction uh asap and not delay how long it takes me to get to work, you know first world problems, and i'm you know I'm thinking back to. Back to you know the stuff we're hearing about the Holocaust, and I'm like, good lord, you know, I'm just glad I've got water and a piece of orange to eat. Cause this is this is solid gold compared to what life was like at one point for some other people. But yeah, no, it's absolutely wild. One interesting thing that I've took away from uh the whole World War II history thing with like Hitler and all that stuff, I didn't know that apparently Hitler logged his people he killed and all that. So, you know, Hitler killed millions, right? But I guess he really liked logging deaths. So, like, each time that he had people or peoples executed, he was like, all right, let's write down name, date, date of birth, uh, how old they are, what they did for a living, blah, blah, blah. Maybe ancestral information, right? So he had a lot of scientists that would go out and seek people and kind of analyze if they were from a Jewish descent or not. So, I don't know. Hitler was a weird guy, dude. So, you know, he didn't... Whenever he chose to eliminate people from his country or whatever, he was like, okay, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of how pure German are you. So And he explains a lot of this in Mein Kampf, which, honestly, I'm kind of contemplating reading because I just think Hitler was a weird dude and it's just wild that someone actually lived like this and had thoughts like him real interesting now i'm not promoting it but you can't deny that it's interesting but he had a lot of people scientists related go out and find people that were analyzable and he tried to figure out how pure german they were so no matter who you were and who met and no matter what you said you were they had a system that could find out if you were some jewish descent it had to be off it absolutely had to be off by some degree there's they didn't have the technology back then like 23andme and ancestry.com to to absolutely know where your genes came from but they had like a little chart graph thing that like said if your eyes were you know this uh, far apart, you know, your your color of skin was like this tone or whatever. Um, you weren't a pure German descent, and so you know he eradicated a lot of those people to his concentration camps, like Terezin and you know Auschwitz, the bigger ones. But apparently, he had all these tons of concentration camps that were scattered all across Germany and into Austria and and uh, Poland and all that, but. Wild, absolutely wild, but anyway. So, Hitler like documented a lot of his killings, right? But then we started to learn about like Stalin, you know, the Russian d- dictator. Well, he, I think he was communist, maybe socialist. It was one of the two. I knew Hitler was like a fascist or whatever, but Stalin, I believe, was communist and he didn't care about documenting deaths, he was like. It, it was a it was a social class issue with Stalin, right? So Stalin was like, okay, the middle class has the utmost power in the country. The you know the poor people don't really matter because they don't really have a say in anything. There's very very few rich people, so you know we don't have to worry about them voting against social issues. It's the middle class we got to worry about, right? So he was like, we got to take out the middle class, and I don't even care if they're Russian or not. As, as long as they have some sort of sway in voting, uh, you know, we got to take them out. And Stalin was like, you know, I don't care about documenting them. We just got to get rid of them. So that's why Stalin was able to kill a little bit more citizens than Hitler was, which is absolutely insane, if you think about it. He, uh, he had a special police that went around just absolutely massacring people. A lot of people don't know that, but, you know, that's what my, I guess, wise and professioned teacher told us, which, you know, who else am I supposed to trust? Yeah, no, the the whole deal with Stalin and Hitler, like, and how they went about clearing out their country, basically, is just absolutely insane. So, you know, anytime I hear people talking about current issues uh, when it comes to presidents and stuff, I'm like, you know, it could be so much worse, and I don't think people understand the magnitude of how bad it can get so anytime people are talking about social issues or or minor inconveniences in their life things things could really be so much worse than they are so be thankful that you live in a country where you have the freedom and rights that you do and you know hopefully we can continue this great legacy in in the country of america so and a lot of other countries have done very great for themselves as well like most of the countries in the world have really pulled themselves out of out of uh, poverty and gained independence and all that stuff. A lot more on their road to victory, but they'll have their time. trust me, you know so it, it's crazy. I usually don't like learning about all this stuff, but once you figure out the result of it, you know you gain a lot more appreciation for uh, what it is. So, but yeah, no, that's absolutely crazy that, uh, that I'm learning about. I got to test about it next week. I'm hoping I'm going to do good. You know, all it is is really memorization and the understanding of things, but it's wild what all, uh, what all those crazy dictators did back then. But, you know, I'd be curious, I'd be curious if, uh, if Hitler ever took the time to like do some hobbies, you know, was he into cars? I know. I know that he uh, he liked Volkswagen and all that stuff, and uh, he liked Mercedes-Benz. One other crazy story that she told us, and you can look it up because it's like a real thing, but uh, what happened in the town of Guernica in the Czech Republic and in, in uh, Russia, I guess uh, Hitler was creating the Luftwaffe, which was his Air Force, sort of, and he was... You know, creating this new thing, and he was like, "Hey, Stalin, you you know, you got you got any land out there that we can uh, kind of test our shenanigans on? You know, maybe some bridges we can destroy. Hey, you know, if you got a lot of trees you need clearing, you know, I got a lot of uh, planes that need bombing. So, you know, you got any place like that?" He's like, "Sure, I do. It's uh, it's a little place out in the country. Um, it's kind of by a town." But you know, hey, just ignore the town. You know, your planes are sophisticated enough. You can you can aim, uh, you can aim past the town. But you know, in case you do, they're kind of irrelevant to our society. And uh, so you know, I'm kind of hinting at you to bomb them. But you know, I'm telling you not to, so it doesn't come off bad. So Hitler's like, okay, sure, perfect. So we flew out there one morning, absolutely bombed the town of Guernica. Just wiped them out, completely missed the bridges and all the other stuff that they were supposed to go after, but instead just completely wiped out this small town on the edge of the check. So it's wild. Wild what happened. And I'm just like, oh man, that's it's just crazy to think about. But I guess uh, you know, the famous painter Picasso was from uh I guess he lived in Paris at the time and was pretty upset about all this going on about Hitler and Guernica and all this stuff. And he was like, you know, this is wild. I'm going to paint a mural displaying of all the destruction that happened in Guernica. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope that he doesn't see or Hitler doesn't see it or whatever. So he paints this huge mural of uh, the destruction of Guernica and, you know, kind of a vague representation of what what it looked like and all that stuff. And our teacher was explaining to us, she was like, you know, I can't believe nobody came after Picasso after this painting because he was really blacklisting Hitler and really uh, shouting him out like, hey, you're an idiot. This is what you did. This is unbelievable. All the destruction you made, like wild. And uh, that's pretty crazy that people could actually like come after you for doing that stuff at some point, because I guarantee you all the citizens that lived in germany if they did a mural like picasso did after guernica dunzoed life is over you're getting sent to the camp no questions asked but you know just wild what all went down you know i wonder ever if uh, hitler woke up one day and was like you know what i'm done killing people i don't want to rule the country anymore i just want to go fishing do you think he ever woke up one morning and thought that me neither but I know if I was in his shoes, you know, there's a lot more important issues to worry about than fishing. But I don't know. But there is no way that Hitler like just didn't have any fun in his life. Like I knew he was pretty upset that uh, you know he sucked at painting. Um, you know, I bet a lot of Hitler's a lot second in command guys were like, "Golly, why is this guy so angry?" Like he needs to go. He needs to go. Like play with a yo-yo or something to just get his mind off this stuff. But uh, you know, that's just the way things go, I guess. But I mean, it's just wild what I'm hearing about with uh, with Hitler and all that. It kind of sounds like I mean, if your hairs didn't align with the stars, like it was off to the death camps for you. Like that's how easy this dude made decisions on if you got to stay in his uh, sacred country or not. So you know, I mean it's just it's wild you know this might sound kind of bad but <laughs> do you think Hitler ever like acted like killing people were're kind of like stocks like oh numbers are down today looking a little rough we uh you know we might have to might have to boost the market a little bit you know uh get some get some positives on the number for today because we're we're breaking about even on uh The people that are alive in the country to the people that we've killed today so you know we might need to might need to increase the scale one side or the other (laughs) so oh man no but I think I think other like uh leaders of countries were probably like golly this guy's absolutely absolutely insane because there is no way that uh that none of the other countries knew what was going on because at this time like the press was you know a way more accessible thing and you know obviously hitler kind of dictated what went out and what went in uh media and news wise but yeah no oh geez it's just wild hearing about all this i bet i bet it was kind of like a similar situation to uh it's like if hitler was playing like checkers with a with one of his homies you know i bet i bet uh, the guys playing against him are like crap dude i you know, I better let Hitler win otherwise he's gonna think I'm like plotting plotting against him and then he's gonna like off me or whatever so oh jeez man what a time to be alive. One other thing that just blows my mind about this dude is he created the G- degenerate art museum right So Hitler all his life loved art I guess it's one of those things that he just couldn't live down no matter how bad he was and no matter how failed. How, how much he failed, I should say, he did in this stuff, and decided just to take over the world. And world domination is cooler than making art with your creativity. But hey, that's besides the point. He uh, created the Degenerate Art Museum to display all of the stolen art that he took from the citizens of Germany, aka like Jewish families and stuff. I mean, he straight up, I guess, went to their houses and was like, "Hey, you know that that painting that you've had in your house for like centuries? Hey, yeah, that's that's mine now. Hand it over." So. You know, can you imagine, like, like being that in your house? You're just chilling, like, watching the news or whatever. His, uh, you know, his secret military knocks on your door and is like, hey, uh, you know, you got some nice paintings in your house? You're like, oh, no, you know, no, not necessarily. Oh, you know, what's that What's that picture of your dog uh, that you've painted, you know, about five years ago that's hanging up in your hallway I can see in the background? Oh, I mean, that's nothing. I just... I mean, you know, that's not really high valued art, but like, yeah, I mean, I painted that, I guess you would say, All right, cool. Well, you know, I just hand that over. Well, you know what? Like, you know, I guess he put a bunch of these types of paintings in this art museum of his and kind of showed the people like, hey, this is what terrible art looks like. But like Loki, all the all the citizens were like, Hey, you know, this ain't too bad of some art. Like, I'm gonna keep going here just because it's awesome. Um, you know, but he was kind of trying to relay the message like this art sucks. But it kind of backfired on him whenever he uh, opened it to the public. And then after the Degenerate Art Museum, he was like, all right, you know what? There's no use for this. I'm just going to burn it. I'm going to burn it all. So I guess all that was in this art museum was books and a whole bunch of archives of Jewish history and German history. And he was like, hey, you know what? There's no use for them, so I'm going to burn it all. Sets the place on fire. Um, Absolutely wild. And it cracks me up because I'm thinking like... (laughs) Dude, Hitler's Hitler's guys probably were like, dude, this guy's literally committing arson on like his own art museum. Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine like Van Gogh just like painting a slew of paintings and he's like, you know what? Ah, I don't need it anymore. Where, where's a match? Where's a match? Hey, anybody got some gasoline? We got some gasoline up in here. Just tosses it on his own stuff and just sets it ablaze. What a guy. What a guy trips and falls, accidentally catches him on fire. No longer does he have to run from the the USSR. He just accidentally engulfs himself in the books that he was burning. Freaking hilarious, man! Can't get enough of it. Yeah, man, fishing would have done would have done Hitler good. I know, I know, fishing does really anyone good because it's it's a really relaxing thing. Uh, I actually went fishing yesterday. I know I'm going fishing a bunch, but hey, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. Because it's so awesome. But uh, the place I went to yesterday was one pond that I haven't fished at. But um, on the map, it was kind of in this park. And whenever I went to the park, I didn't realize it was a golf course. The pond was on the golf course. But, you know, I'm always up for a challenge. And I was like, well, I've never fished on a golf course before. So, uh, you know, there's a first for everything. So I guess here we go. So I pulled in and there was this little like kind of house looking thing Uh, and I thought people were going to be in there, you know, kind of facilitating the golf course, like uh, you know, giving you your scorecard and like, all right, well, you know, you pay X amount of money and go to your 18 holes and come back. You know, I don't know how golfing works. I've never been to like an actual golf course for the purpose of golfing. Um, I don't know how that works. So. I, uh, you know, I was thinking there was going to be people in there. I was going to go in, ask them, Hey, you know, do you mind if I like going fish at this pond? Most likely the answer was going to be no, but it doesn't hurt to try. Um, so, you know, I walk up with all my fishing gear and it said it was like a pet adoption center. So I, you know, I'm so thrown off by this. I thought there were going to be people in there first of all. And, you know, I never would have expected it was going to be a pet adoption center than you know, people working for a golf course. So I was pretty confused about that. Who knows? They could have been adopting pets at the same time as uh, providing golf course services. I don't know. Um, uh, long story short, there's no people in there. So I was like, all right, cool, free game to me uh, go fishing on this pond. Um there was three ponds on this golf course, and I went to the one that was the biggest of the three. One of them was a trout pond, uh, you know, and I don't necessarily know uh, how to catch trout. I've been trout fishing, but I don't know off the top of my head what's used to catch trout. I believe it's salmon eggs, um, real, real small eggs. They're not as predatorial fish as bass are and such. So, you know, but I, I just go for bass anyway because it's just the more fun, I think. So, I went to this first one and the wind was blowing. Let me tell you what, I was not prepared. I, I you know, I just came in t shirt and jeans, but it started to get a little chilly and, you know, I was kind of freezing my nips off. But I, you know, I cast it in a few times, didn't get a bite. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't really know if they stock uh, fishes in golf course ponds, but it looked like a pretty solid pond. And I was like, you know, okay. If there's going to be fish in any of these, it's going to be the big one, right? So after throwing it in a few times, uh, yeah, just no luck. After about being there for like 40 minutes, I was like, all right, this just isn't working out or going home. But while I was there, I was thinking, you know what? I didn't ask for any authorization to fish here. And I'm on a pretty nice golf course. There's uh, there's guys in like Maseratis in the parking lot and all this other stuff. And... You know i'm like there has to be someone who's gonna come up to me and tell me to get out right so i i was so surprised by the time i left no one came up to me that kicked me out there was actually one lady who approached me uh, about halfway through my fishing time there and she was like oh well i see you're fishing i wish i was fishing too and uh, i was like Haha, yeah you know just uh Yep, just uh, just fishing. She was like, "I didn't even know there was fishing here." I go, I, "You know, I didn't even know there was either." I'm, this is my first time being in here, and I hope I catch something. And she was like, "All right, well, good luck to you." And I was like, "All right, take care." So you know, <laughs> glad glad uh, she wasn't a person trying to kick me out. So you know, just enjoying seeing someone going fishing. So you know, that's good. That's a lot of things I uh, run into in some of these ponds that are in some of the nicer neighborhoods I uh, go to. You know, I really hope someone doesn't kick me out one of these days, you know, knock knock on wood. There's gonna be one day where I'm gonna be in like I sneak my way into a gated neighborhood just trying to catch some fish, and there's gonna be someone, hey, duh, do you do you live in here? Uh uh sure sure I do. Just right up the road. What's your address? Um uh, you know, uh a uh, 107 let please let me fish here, street avenue. Um, yep. There's going to be one of those times, guaranteed. So, you know, it's just uh, it's just in the inevitable. But until then, we're going to keep fishing until we can't. So, you know, with that, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. One thing I'm pretty excited for today is uh, the Ben Ashford fight. That is today. Today being the April 17th. So, real excited for that. Hope Ben can get the W. Hope Jake gets his butt kicked. But if it goes the opposite way, I'm not going to be mad. Not my life, but, uh, you know, I'll be excited. I also got a car show uh, later today, so that'll be fun. I haven't been to a car show in a minute. Uh, You know, I don't know if it's because of, like, COVID or whatever, but, you know, the car scene here just hasn't been good at all. Um, So, you know, it's been kind of a while since I've been to a car, car meet, and, you know, obviously I'll take a bunch of pictures and stuff, so... That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So uh, with that, you know, I hope you guys had a good time sitting here listening to me talk for a little bit. Hope you learned something. But yeah, I know it's wild some of the stuff I'm learning and, uh, you know, have been learning these past few months regarding our country's history and other countries' history. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And the more people that know about it, the better because it's less likely to uh, repeat itself. But apparently, it inevitably does. Let's just hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. But with that, I hope you guys uh, had a good time listening to me, whether that being while, while you're cooking, while you're you know, doing laundry. It doesn't matter to me. Just as long as you're having a good time, I'm having a good time. And that's how uh, we keep the show rocking and rolling. So I hope you have a good rest of your Saturday. Do something productive. Do something that makes you feel good. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. So, you know, I got to keep myself accountable for doing things in that same nature as well. But, um, you know, with that, pass on generosity to others. Do better for yourself and have a good rest of your Saturday. I'll see you guys next week. Adios.